Tucker from National Fire Radio. I'm here with the chief of the race control. Uh, the fire and uh, fire rescue and extrication for the Formula One, Formula One race. All right, Denny Picard. Now, you've been here for almost 30-something years now? I might have to correct you. This year is my 41st Formula One Grand Prix. I did them all since there's only three of us still doing it. The original. But I've been in Montreal doing racing for the last 42 years. Because one year there was no Formula One. We had NASCAR and Kim Kardashian here. Right. To replace Formula One. So you've been here since this track opened? Yeah. And that was in... Uh, 1978. 78. 78. Wow. So can you... A lot, of, a lot of the things that have happened on the track, some accidents, can you reflect on any of those? Oh, absolutely. And uh, Well, just to place you, when I started, I was working. First year, I worked as a firefighter, just a single firefighter in the, the old pit lane. So, third, second and third year, I worked um, as a paramedic, firefighter paramedic on an ambulance. The, the, the second year I was working, 1980, there was a major crash in corner four, uh, which is corner four now. Then I believe it was corner 10. The driver's name, um, uh, Jean-Pierre Jabot, the Formula One driver, he hit the, um, he hit the wall in front of about 200 feet from us, a great speed. And uh, he was seriously injured, and we worked and extricated him for about, it took about 45 minutes to wow. get everything fixed. That's pretty long for us. Yeah, that's a long and, time. And uh, I was the first, in Canada, I was the first guy driving around the racetrack, because there had no pace car then. It was just yellow or white flag. Yeah. So I drank the Formula One race. I drove around my ambulance with the driver to the medical. It was, I really got the, you know. Yeah, back in those days, Formula One didn't stop for any reason. There'd be a crash, uh, weather conditions, you'd race in the snow, the rain, whatever, uh, monsoons, anything. The cars would not stop. stop. There was no red flags. Um, you'd have an accident. These guys would work on the side. While the race was still going, yeah. in that particular corner, all you'd have is a yellow. They would slow it down to about half speed, but they'd still be racing. Absolutely. And nowadays, we've kind of changed that. If you have a, you have a major incident in Formula One, you're not going to have any more uh, just a yellow flag in the corner. They may red flag the race. They'll bring them back into the pits. They'll line up. The engineers and uh, pit guys will not be able to touch the cars. The drivers may or may get out, may or may not get out, depending on how long it may take to do the extrication of the fire or to move whatever debris on the track. But now it's a lot safer than it ever oh, yeah. has been. These cars are extremely uh, safe, going at extremely fast speeds. Uh, probably the safest cars on the planet, I would say. Most probably, yeah. Yeah. The cars are built for racing, but uh, the security of the driver is, has improved with years because now they have special protection, which they didn't have. Yeah. If we refer in the 80s, yeah. the, the driver's feet were right in front, front of the front car. Of the, yep. the first part of the body to be Just hurt was right the up. legs yeah. and feet. Yeah, now um, 
in the 70s, the cars had fuel pods right on the sides. Yeah, absolutely. And when you got run into or you'd hit a fence, they would just rip open. They aren't like the, the fuel containers now, which are actually right behind the driver's seat. And before, they were giant pods sitting on the sides. Absolutely. And especially when you got lighter on fuel and there was just fumes in there, you had a bomb. And oh, yeah. And that must Good have part. been really different to work on those cars. But now we're into the new age with, uh, with the electric motors in there. So that, uh, that gas, must electric, and uh, yeah. the, a common component. Even the cars have changed so much, just the wings, the front wing, the back wing, yeah. they can uh, choose the angle and, uh, and the tires the and the suspension and uh, the, the, the fire protection. So many things they didn't have then. Right. You're, you were, we were talking about uh, accident. Uh, one accident which was really terrible, the first driver to die in Montreal in 1982. Oh, okay. He died at the start. I believe it was Pyrenees engine uh, dropped and he couldn't move. And the other one was coming great. Right over. And yep. when I was working on a tow truck that year, because the ambulance was given to somebody else, I was doing, and I was, I'd say, a hundred feet from where the car hit. And the, within, I'd say, 30 seconds. It was an inferno. Yeah. And we, uh, the driver's knee, we were up here. Since you are hit so hard, it was terrible. And it took time, long time, to put the fire out, extricate him. And it, it was that's the, one of the most terrible accidents we had in Montreal yeah. in those days. After that, we had uh, Kubica a few years right. back. Right, we had talked about yeah. it on the yeah. phone. And yeah. that was it. Uh, that accident was actually at uh, 75 G's, which yeah. is amazing. That's what uh, the uh, fighter aircraft seats are made to withstand when they crash. So that's showing that a car did that. And yeah. that was a horrific accident. Absolutely. Um, the Olivier Penny accident on. Um, I guess that was on the last straight before the pits. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was there, there was many many incidents. Usually, Formula One races are so so much uh, supervised. You know, the drivers, the team communication. We don't know. We don't live the same kind of crashes we had then. There's few of them, but all the other sport races. Oh yeah. You know, you're talking Ferrari Challenge. You're talking Porsches. You're talking Formula 1600, you're talking, uh, we had the Atlantic racing, uh, we had major uh, incident here. But uh, for us, most of the time it was more a medical matter than a life-threatening situation with fire and explication. But with the, even the old vintage car, yeah, one year he hit uh, for corner four, yeah. the poor man had the boat wrist broken, he was caught in his car. Luckily, we didn't have, but it was modern years, but old technology. Old technology. From, yeah. Yeah, when we, we were had here. To get organized. And two years ago, uh, it, was, it was before the hairpin here. We were on a small street, and one of the Tyrells actually lost a tire. Yeah. 
and you know, so you're talking a car from that Jackie Stewart would have driven in say '73, and these guys are pushing it at the same limits that they were at those days. But you know, things can go wrong. Yeah, but you know, to me, as the fire chief, uh, my main concern will always be the safety of my people. Yeah, we. I'm proud to say that we develop techniques in racing, working other on a fire extrication, trackside, pit lane, special techniques for people not to to be aware of what might be happening. Because you know, you're sitting next to a, a catch fence or a wall, and cars, some cars, even ferry cars, uh, three or four years ago, we had two major incidents, corner one. One was a very challenged car, and there was not much left of the car when he hit. And the firefighters in that corner, they got scared like crazy. They just take down as much as possible to make sure they wouldn't get hurt. But you can imagine a yeah. degree flying. The car is going maybe 200 kilo an hour, which would be 160 miles an hour, right, or something right. like that. And this particle that's gonna fly from the car is traveling maybe three times the speed yeah. of the car. So you get hurt in the face, yeah. on your arm. I got five hundred that got just a piece of, uh, a little metal, metal piece there, and it hit him right there. And you should have seen uh, the bruise he had. I mean, wow. it was just, so safety is the main matter for us. We educate every, because working municipal industrial fire, uh, fire brigades, this is one thing, but around the racetrack, yeah. lots of things have uh, changed sure. and we need to be concerned and aware what could be happening. So, you have no police car, no ladder right. truck to protect you, it's yeah. you, your fire extinguisher, and your good judgment. So, we surround them very carefully to make sure nobody's going to be at risk. Yeah, and with these support series, uh, we were just in the uh, paddock area and we walked around and looked at some of the Ferrari Challenge cars that they're getting ready. And with that, we had pieces of cars. So these are entire sides of cars. So if they get damaged, these guys are gonna repair them and they're gonna race them on Sunday. So they could go into a wall and have the whole side of the car demolished and they're gonna rebuild that car and it will race on Sunday. Will you allow me, I would like to show you just a little something. Yeah. A few seconds. This blue Formula car, one year, a Formula car, and this piece, metal piece, went through the catch fence and passed by maybe 10 feet from my firefighter. It could have, if that would have touched him, yeah, he would have died on impact. It's, it's heavy. Yeah, it's, it's uh, for a for a racing car. It's light, but yeah, throw that at a hundred mile an hour. Right. I mean, now is this uh, piece to the front suspension? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is heavier than I would think. So wow. you know, uh, you never know. I, I I went through history of Formula One, and yet I know. Many firefighters have died being around the racetrack. Oh, yeah. In those days, you, we just remember in France, the, in the, I believe it was in the, the 30s, 
or after the Second World War, and the way the car flew, I maybe uh, I believe the car hit 72 people, killed them instantly. They had no protection. They had, you know. Yeah, well, that was that was before the days of even real fences. When yeah, 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 yeah. Formula One would have. They, they were raced a lot of them in the mountains and the, the mountains behind us here in Canada, yeah. and they would line the tracks with uh, hay bales, and yeah. yeah, it protects a little bit, but uh, they also catch fire uh, easily, <laughs> very easily. And you know the cars would roll, and then they, they would roll. fly just catching the bales, and and then the hay bales would catch on fire. So not only do you have an extrication, but then you have all this other stuff on fire. An extrication well. then was. Yeah. Yeah. The tea pliers and come along and right. you know crowbars. It wasn't and the same. They were all like uh, like the bird cages were in the day where all it was was just tubing and Absolutely. and it, if the welds didn't hold up, they were breaking and going in all different directions through the driver or through um, you know uh, fuel systems and leaking, and then you have to pay attention to that when you're trying to pull the drivers out and all the rest. So. Are there are there anything that uh, does Formula One do anything for you to work on the safety or how they want you to approach the cars or you just have to kind of learn that on your own? What I will share with you is like any um, any companies that bid cars, they're gonna keep their secrets. Yeah, you know, Formula One is like the, the laboratory for future cars. You know, many of the technologies. Formula had years ago. Now we see it in everybody's car. Seatbelts, people came yeah. from Formula yeah. One. Yeah. And uh, but one thing I uh, I'd like to share that with you. In my career, I did I, I, last winter. I was just figuring out how many racing days I did in my life. I figured that I did two thousand three hundred and thirty-three days. Wow. So it's uh, many days. Yeah. You consider 10 hours a day, plus prepare, right. preparing, plus the, you know. But through all of this year, um, I'd like to share that with you. I've known two people that died in racing. One died in uh, Toronto with the um, IndyCar then. He got struck by a, a, a car. Uh, he was kissed, his name was Gary. He used to come to a uh, flagger, a uh, marshal. He used to come to Montreal. I met it through friends. I met him right. a couple of times. I was sorry to read that he was the one. Uh, his partner was injured for life. And the second one was uh, his name was Jean Patrick Yen. Jean Patrick, as a, he worked here as a flagger, a good young man. He used to come to Montreal, like other uh, race track, you know. Uh, and very funny. One year he went to uh, with some flaggers of Quebec in the uh, in Vancouver. It's in 1990, and him and his partner they were hit by again by an Indy car, and that touched me very much. And from there I decided that what you know as a good firefighter or a, or a trainer, what you live you need to share it Absolutely. to improve. Yep. But what I learned from Jean-Patrick, from Gary, and some of their friends that were hurt in the racing, other drivers or else, we share it to our people because we don't want this to happen. It's a sport. Right. It's a racing sport, but we are there to help and save life and protect properties, but not 
not for us to not to be aware. Well, it's full of surprise. Yeah, so just just like everything else in firefighting, we are the rescuers, but we still have to come first. You don't want to put good after bad, and if you think it's a bad situation, they got themselves into that situation, and sometimes we can't help them. Very no, few times no, that we do that. Life, that's but it. you know, you don't want to throw good after bad. If we can provide uh, information for them to be protected, and even the drivers. Uh, one year in Toronto, they had all these fuel tanks, but none of them were grounded. So a spark yep. any, of any kind, it would have whoa. Since then, the Canadian, if I, uh, the um, uh, ASN Canada, organized and now they spread all over other racetracks. You're doing refueling, you need grounds for the one not having them. Yeah. You know, so all details like that right. will help our people, but we help also motorsport. Sure. We live for that, but we need to be safe first and give the best information to everybody always. always. Now you have, you said you had 130 people under your command here? This year I'm, I'm having uh, 132 firefighters. Now these well, firefighters and uh, EMS workers, or just firefighters? Uh, well, to be part of the team, they need to be certified firefighters to start. Okay. But many of them in their community, they work as paramedic uh, or specialize in the education. So when we reorganize, everybody starts at the same place around the track to know sure. how things are, how we do our things. The second year with experience. I place them in different units where they're going to use their knowledge from industrial or municipal experience, but we have always have to adapt their knowledge to what racing the car, whatever it is. So if something goes wrong, they have experience, but we're going to build with what they have, their commitment, everything. And that's why I'm very proud of the people working with me. And we work as a team. We're firefighters. We share the same goal. Yeah, we talked to a couple of the guys that were out there, and a lot of them seem to have been with you for a long period oh, of time. So, so, some of them, uh, uh, there's at least 10 of them close to 30 years, if not wow. a little more. But uh, we uh, every year we get, uh, in the beginning, we had only 45 firefighters around the track. Then we improved to 85, then 110, then 125. So to cover everybody, every corner, every place with the maximum personnel, I need at least 125. Uh, one year I had 180 firefighters. So uh, in some spots, instead of having one firefighter, yeah. uh, two firefighters. Nice. So they, they like their racing, they like their job, but they're there to do their job, which is our goal as firefighters and medical. Yeah. We share it and we're, we're proud. We're proud of what we're doing. And now, I'm sorry, I do with wonderful people. Yeah. Well, the people of it, you're there. <laughs> now, um, did uh, Can-Am race here? Or was that in the old track? Uh, oh, the old track. Uh, they used to race in Trevor. Yeah. Uh, they came to mont maybe a year or two, but not in the gold years, right. you know, but yeah. after the, what was left of the series, the, the combat, uh, oh, Canam, yeah. I did, 
I did, uh, I did like in Canada, the one year they had the Halifax Grand Prix, which was organized by Moosehead. And the first year they, they did it by themselves, but it was a tragic accident. The driver didn't die, but got burned severely because they didn't know exactly how to reorganize their rescuer on the track. That year they asked us, we were doing Montreal and Trevor, to go and help them. We did it for four years. We did all the, we, uh, I did all sorts of racing. The only time the, um, the uh, uh, like in Montreal, in 19, I believe it's in 1990, uh, sport prototype came to Montreal the only time from, from uh, Europe. Yeah. So, you know, uh, in Halifax, we had Formula 2. They never came in Canada except that year. We were there, we did the delight in the, uh, name it, we did them all. We did them all. And we learn every time. And, but I must, I must admit, I don't want to reduce or lower what other people did. But uh, working with uh, very, some of the nicest moments there was working with, uh, their approach was different. People from NASCAR, Car, or Indy. And uh, different series, it's, uh, it's different, but we, they were very much happy working with us and we share. Now, is the hardest to work with Formula One because of all the regulations and so forth, or are there they, other series? They go all around the world, you know, in many racetracks. So, in for for many many a long time, Canada, the people working the Formula One race, we were we were recognized and we still are recognized, except that things move so fast, people change, mentality change. Uh, technology change, so we always have to ask. They don't give us yeah, information. We have to ask. It's different to other from other series where you know they know you're the, you're there for them. The drivers of the Formula car, Formula One cars, they are aware and they they are concerned about the workers and everybody. But the organization doesn't see it uh, with as much. Um, dedication, should I say, another series, but it, it's something big. It's all, all around the world. Right. And we respect them. We love them, but we have to do our job. Our job is our job. Some series are easier to work with. Some others are harder. Uh, but the show must go on always. What What's the most rewarding thing you've gotten out of this? Pride. Pride of the people working with me. Um, I realized that um, I'm a crazy firefighter because I love my job in every way. And I deal and work with friends, people that become friends, and they, they carry the same spirit as I. And so when we are together, it's, you, you saw it today, yeah. it's friendship, it's fun, but when we're gonna turn to do our job, then we're going to have fun, but always ready yep. for our job. Uh, but it's a, that's a privilege. Many people said, how come, Chief, you've worked so many years preparing Formula One and other racing and never getting paid? My reward, my answer is very simple. My reward is the smile of the people coming and sharing these moments with us. We 
we're happy at the end. How many times people, they just, I saw many of my people sometimes even crying because they're looking forward to coming back yeah. to your chief, you know. So I do it for them, make changes in their life. We we carry the same spirit, so it's a it's a privilege doing that. Yeah. Okay, it's a privilege. Even like first times we talked to you and I. Yeah, absolutely. We we you can we, we, hit it we up. communicate. We know what we're talking yeah. about. We carry the same spirit, so that's. A way I think to every be. phone call we've had was over twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thank you so much. And, you know, we're going to try to do a little more interviews with you if we can get some more stuff during this weekend. But I'm glad you had a little time to sit down with us and we could gather this. And hopefully and it'll start a long over. We're going to share and I'm going to do whatever I need to do for you, you all. We're brothers as a family. We're going to be there for you. We're going to Thank do the best so we much. can for you all. Thank you. Thank you. Tucker National Fire Radio with the chief, new friend. Absolutely. <laughs> Denny Picard. Thank you. Thank you.